This episode for the only podcast about movies will be the last one for a while that is recorded differently. I don't believe you. I hope it's true. I hope it's true. We are in the death throes of finishing the final studio, and uh, it's going to be very good once we do. But until then, we're in my living room. True fact, I don't believe anything you say. So if you hear any meows or wood floor walking or echoes, just please let it slide. And we'll be back to our pristine selves shortly. We're actually in the subway right now. Enjoy the show. What is up, Internet? Choose life. Choose Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and hope that someone somewhere cares. Choose looking up old flames, wishing you'd done it all differently, and choose watching history repeat itself. Choose your future. Choose reality TV, slut-shaming, revenge porn. Choose a zero-hour contract, a two-hour journey to work, and choose the same for your kids, only worse, and smother the pain with an unknown dose of an unknown drug made in somebody's kitchen. And then, take a deep breath. You're addicted, so be addicted. Just be addicted to something else. Choose the ones you love. Choose your future. Choose life. My name is Matthew Kroll. <sighs> now, could you do that three times as fast in a Scottish accent, please? No. Okay. Well, you're just a tourist in your own youth. My name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film, very oddly named, <laughs> T2 Train Spotting. Yeah, the Terminator 2 of... <laughs> Now, oddly, that's actually an apt title when we when we get into the conversation. I know, but on the on the head, it just felt weird to me. Well, everything feels weird to me right now because you're telling me to choose life. Choose life, Shahir. Choose just life. Choose it. Welcome back. Before you lose it, thank you, buddy. You too. Yeah. We're back in my living room, which is lovely. I know it is, and, and you're you're doing a nice job sitting up here. By the way, so far so good. I feel I feel like everyone's. Uh, it's there's things there's there's decorations so much. J- Zoe is on the beanbag. Yep. Looking very disinterested. Yeah, Zoe just looks at us and says, I've chosen death at this point. And <laughs> she, I'm just waiting for this to like She yeah. chose comfort until for <laughs> the next fifteen to seventeen years that she's alive. Uh yeah. So so this was a this was a you request oh, here. This is absolutely a me request because I am a, an enormous fan of Danny Boyle, right. and B, uh, Train Spotting is one of those formative films for me. It's one of those ones that I watched at the exact right age. You know, I think I might have been fifteen or so uh, when I saw it for the first time, and it 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 introduced me. A, to, it it introduced me to Danny Boyle, to Ewan McGregor, and to Underworld, which are three big things in my life. Um, Ewan McGregor, not so much, but <laughs> I, I, I would disagree. I think Ewan McGregor is very large in your life. Uh, because of the because of the prequels, yeah, just because, <laughs> because of the, the prequels, just because of the prequels. I feel like that absolutely that is true. Um, but so so I was yeah. This was you know I mean what else was coming out this week that we could have we could have talked about? Um oh oh um Ghost in the Shell. I'm curious to see Ghost in the Shell. And maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Uh, there's there's a lot to talk about with Ghost in the Shell, but I do not feel uh, I guess uh, sufficiently enthused, sufficiently informed, because uh, right. everyone's told me something different. And people that I respect, like right. some people say it's just schlock garbage that we shouldn't even deal with. Some people say it's a it's a much truer, simpler, cleaner story that they enjoyed more. And some people just love it. Based cleaner on the visuals, than, the, than, than the manga, anime. than yeah. the anime. Yeah. So I saw the anime years ago. It's a little bit convoluted, yeah, but I gotta, it's awesome. I, I got to say, I'm one of those people that like, even, you know, the, the great animes like, like Ghost in the Shell, like uh, Akira, I, I still find like when I watch them, they're so 
overblown and big and heavy and convoluted that I don't actually really I appreciate their sort of place in sure. in history, but I I'm not like I'm not a huge lover of those anime. There's one there's one in particular called Mind Game that I absolutely adore. Right. But but the you know, but Akira and Ghost in the Shell kind of like Did eh. you watch them when you were young? I think I watched them maybe when I was like 18. Or okay, well, that's like young that. enough. See, I was going to say it's interesting you bring that up how they don't hold the the reverence for you, you just don't attach them because Train Spotting the original, I didn't see until much later. I must have been 26. Like right. I, I just I missed that was just something one of those one of those seminal films that like everyone talks about all the time and I just did not see until much much later. And uh also you tack on to that that I'm not a drug user, like okay. I've never even experienced I don't smoke pot, I don't do anything. I mean, I drink my face off as we have illustrated on the <laughs> yeah. show in previous shows I've done about movies. Yeah. But um but you know, <laughs> the stuff that people don't think is a drug I do. Right. And uh so I like it. Like yeah. uh but I don't have the reverence that I feel like you or many 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 people do for this. I hope you uh, aren't by association saying that you have to do drugs. Not to at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying you definitely get um, I, I do believe that, but this is, I feel like for anything, I mean, yeah. I'll even go back to Manchester by the sea. I feel like I could relate to it more because I knew those places I had lived in those places. I had known people like those people. Right. There is something about knowing the experience a character is going through on film, especially when done so correctly. And I feel like train spotting from what I understand does. Yeah. So I, I, there is something but, to that, but that's not, but also, yeah, and I'm not I'm, saying cause I'm not a heroin junkie. I understand <laughs> that, but there's something about, um, there's something that, it obviously speaks to people because it's a very well-crafted film, but also something is it speaks to the, um, the, the, the real life sort of granted stylized, but the real life feelings it gets across of what addiction is really like. I guess. Uh, I mean, look, we'll, we'll talk more, a sure. little bit more about that when we get into the actual film itself, uh, T2 train spotting too. Uh, it's not even called T2 train spotting too. It's just T2 train spotting. That's a, it's such a mouthful, like T2, T2 train spotting. T2 train spotting. T2 train spotting. Yeah, it sounds like you could say it sounds like a, it sounds like an anime. You know, T2 I, train spotting. I bet you Boyle just didn't want to name it train spotting 2. And also the alternative title because it was loosely based on Irvin Welch's follow-up to Train Spotting, the book is called Porno. Uh probably not a great title to it's say not the, the best, but the, the film I'm most excited about this year now that's not superhero is called Baby Driver. So I guess if Edgar Wright can do it, I mean, anyone else could. Baby Driver is quite a bit different to calling your film porno. Like, hey, what's on the I movie? Let's go see porno. I just said it was, I just think it's a title's dummy. <laughs> but it does, I just, I understand. Um, but uh, if you do have a history with train spotting, I'd love to hear what it is because, yeah, like I say, I had a, it's one of those seminal films for me. Like, I feel fact, like you wore down your VHS. I did. I yeah. definitely. This feels I, like a total Shahir, like, oh, I finished it. I'm going to watch it again. But here's the thing is that I watched it in a culture like, so I was, I, it was, I was a rave kid for a little while. Like I would go to raves. And right? you didn't do drugs? And I didn't do drugs. I don't. What I, fucking kind of rave kid are you? Well, raves aren't just about drugs. Raves are about music. And, and yeah, that's what write I, us in at only movie podcast at gmail.com yeah. and tell me if you need both to experience them correctly. So, so I think I watched it and it, you know, I watched it in New Zealand as well. And this was, and I, I do firmly believe that it was a, it was a film ripe for that culture. It was a film ripe for the rave culture. It was, it was about, you know, like people 
experimenting and going out of their minds and and living and you know and and there's something analogous uh, to to Edinburgh in that period to Wellington which is where I'm from not not um sorry certainly everyone was on drugs everyone was on heroin and uh, <laughs> and we we're all out of our brain did babies were crawling across the ceiling uh, um, oh, to, oh to be young oh to be so young and and so naive um but uh yeah so I <laughs> I, I, I feel like it actually hit a it was a cultural touchstone and, 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 you know, like the film that I kind of compare it to a lot is Goodfellas. I think it's the Goodfellas of drug movies. And I watched it well before I saw Goodfellas and it, and it, it is more, um, even though I've seen Goodfellas many times since, I think it actually holds a, a nearer and dearer place to me than Goodfellas. Sure. Um, but yeah, like if you, uh, if you grew up watching train spotting, if you've seen it and I feel like, uh, this film is directly targeted at people that did watch Trainspotting growing oh, up. Oh, a hundred percent. Write us in at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at onlymoviepod. Uh, keep those comments uh, coming in, uh, especially on the iTunes page. I love getting those reviews. Uh, we've had a couple of requests come through our Twitter page. We're going to be, Matt, you'll love this. We're going to be doing Carol sometime soon. Cool. Uh, which I'm really looking forward to. And we also got a request. Wait, why'd you say, Matt, you'll love this? Because I think we mentioned Carol at some point, the Todd Haynes movie. Yeah. And, and I don't think you, you see that no, I want to do Carol. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? I'm only going to do it three, three okay, times. Cool, I can't. I, I still but yes, it. I did. I did want to do Carol. Okay, Carol. And then, well, because the other one was the one that I'm sure you're going to love to do is Speed Racer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fun, if, fun if, on the spectrum of Carol to Speed Racer, which one do you think is a Matt film? Which one do you think is a Shahir film? I, I don't know. Fair but, enough. Uh, I, but uh, <laughs> let's move it, Racer X. Uh, actually, I haven't seen either of them. So I'm very excited to do those. I've seen Speed Racer and I. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to seeing that movie. I again. hear that Speed Racer is the closest thing you can do to drugs without doing them. <laughs> if the drug was sugar, you know, like I'm, I am drinking a Red Bull right if, now. If you were just being blasted in the veins with sugar, uh, like a hundred percent, then I think that's what Speed Racer. That's what it was to me. Like I actually had to stop it halfway through and go. You know what? I just need to take a break from this movie. Hey, I'm I'm willing to bring Maxwell's silver sugary hammer down under my eyeballs. I'm ready to go. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to those. Thank you for those requests. We'll uh, we'll keep plugging at them. We haven't hit a, a fan request in a little while right now, just because we've got. We so got to do it. It, it. And honestly, I think it's a matter of getting the studio up and running. We live so close now, and we we definitely can churn out more content for you guys. It just gotta. We just gotta get our get our shit in order. Right, so train spotting. Now we've kind of gone over basically what our histories with the film. I mean, but even beyond- but you know, we should talk about actually before histories. We should talk about the histories of people. You mentioned people getting a hold of us, but how else can people get a hold of us? Oh, well, nice segue there. Nice. I saved it. You kind of diverted the train, yep. so to speak. Uh, I, spotted, uh, I, spotted I spotted where you were, you were going, going and I diverted, diverted said train. train. Yes. Yeah, got it. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter to leave those movie requests at OnlyMoviePod. Uh, and then, uh, our Facebook, email, uh, an email. I was going to, you know, let me get there. I'm let me sorry. get there. You know, you're, you're jumping tracks here. You're jumping tracks. Our email account is only movie podcast at gmail.com. And then we've got a Facebook page, the, the only movie podcast, uh, the only, no, the only podcast about movies. That's the, the name of our show. <laughs> that's the only, yeah. We're on episode 95. Don't worry about it. Okay. Thank you. Crawl Matthew. What's your, well, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and iTunes, please leave us some reviews. We've been getting some nice ones. Stars are fun. Stars are fun. That's all you got. Stars are fun. They are fun. I, I really feel that experience was, how fun stars are by leaving us a bunch of them on. I, do, I feel like that was a failed haiku right there. <laughs> stars are fun. That's all I got. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not going to even try the math for haikus boggles me. <laughs> so you watch train spotting a little late and you did an interesting thing, which is I, 
I, when I walked out of the movie, I texted you immediately and I said, don't, <laughs> don't not, watch it again. D- no, don't watch the original yeah. again. Um, because but I had already done it already an done. hour before. And the interesting thing is I haven't watched the original again. I saw it. I think the, I, the original is something I do watch, you know, like maybe once every couple of years. Well, from what I understand, it's probably just burned into your brain at this point. Uh, pretty much. I have seen it a lot. And, uh, and as I say, uh, the final song, uh, the born slippy by, by underworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, un- you know, that film introduced me to underworld. I've been a huge underworld fan ever since Kate Beckinsale, man. Um, not that underworld. Sorry. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> I was actually trying to think of the other, what's the other franchise? The Resident Evil. Right. Yeah. No, I was going to try and come back with that, but I didn't. Didn't happen. happen. Didn't happen. Okay. So now we're both negative one and negative one now, just if we're keeping score at home. Exactly. This okay. is, we're not going to. We're doing well. great. Yeah. Doing great. Doing great for a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've watched this many, many, watched the original many, many, many times, but I didn't watch it in preparation for this because, and I didn't watch the trailer for train spotting too. What just overall, what's your impression of the first film? I know you said you kind of watched it a little late. What, what do you think about it? Um, I mean, I, I really like it. I just, I, um, I, I think, I don't know. Okay. I, it, the closest thing I can relate it to for experience wise is fight club. Okay, you don't like Fight Club either? No, I like Fight Club. But, so, but Fight Club I saw at when Fight Club came out. And I know uh, Transpotting was 96 and Fight Club was 99. Nine. Yeah, I remember I saw it opening night in LA and I was really hungover and that move, Fight Club like knocked me off my feet. Yeah, so like, but like Fight Club, I feel like the feeling I get from Fight Club is the feeling I imagine people who saw and were into Trainspotting when it first came out feel about Trainspotting. But you're saying that as though the way you feel about train spotting now as you Matt crawl yes. is the way people might feel about fight club. If they watched it now, if they just watched it now. Yes. Yeah. Because I don't think, for instance, I think fight club, I, 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 this, this isn't a perfect analogy. So just kind of follow me down this <laughs> weird rabbit hole. Fight club is a film that is a, is a young person's film. You, if you look at it, if you look at it and you're like, yeah, fuck the system and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and it just feels very like energized and youthful and everyone's and wrong angry. and you can do it and yeah. angry yeah. and confused. Uh, but, but, but you, but like with using the power in that anger and confusion and sort of making your own fate with it. Um, you, if you watch fight club now, I do really think being, if you just, as a 30 year old who had never seen fight club before, you'd be like, fuck these, guys. this seems kind of whiny. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that, uh, train spotting is whiny. That's yeah. where my analogy sort of falls apart. But the, but there's something that I feel like I am missing based on what at the time in my life that it's I saw very this much film. of its time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so again, I look at, I look at train spotting one and I see a great film, Yeah. Uh, but I see one that does not grab me. And it's not like it, it, there's the, 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 the side difference. The last thing I'll say is obviously we all know how I feel about drive and how most of the rest of the world feels <laughs> about drive. Right. Right. That this is not that. Right. This is something where I'm looking at Train Spotting and I'm saying that is a is a remarkable film that just did not grab me for multiple small reasons. Right. Uh, but I can look at it and be like, I get it. Okay. Okay. I, um, I can respect that. Yeah. That as an opinion, I, um, I you know, like I say, I saw it really at the right time in my life. I remember every time we went to the club and Born Slippy played, it was like, I'm going to be here for the next, you know, two hours of my life, uh, whether I want to or not. I can't picture you in the club. In the club? Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't. A, a New Zealand club. Are, have you been to many uh, American clubs? 
<laughs> uh, yes, I have been to America. Okay. I went to college in America, remember? So oh, that's I was, right. Yeah. I didn't know if this was like high school. And, and I also clubs. like, I went to like, uh, I remember I continued like, uh, I, I was into like the, the Detroit house DJ scene for quite a while. Sure. So I would go to like, see those guys perform wherever I could. Um, Why weren't we friends when we were younger? <laughs> because I was a little fucking shit kicker. We could have fucking raged. I don't think I raged. I wouldn't say like, I, like I said, I don't do drugs. Listen, I never did Listen, drugs. you're painting yourself as kind of a badass these last two episodes. Because I went to a rave? <laughs> because you go to raves and you check out DJ scenes. You were up for the Power Rangers role. You're going to get bulked out. <laughs> if you didn't listen to our last episode about life, there's a whole thing about how Shahir was almost the Black Ranger. No, check that out. I, no, he was sure. almost the Black Ranger. I auditioned. He <laughs> was almost the Black Ranger. Power Ranger uh, in a pool of uh, the Indians they could cast in New Zealand. Sure, I was I was probably almost. I, this is what I'm saying. So, but I'm just saying, like, I was this fucking goth metal kid going to all these different shows. We could have like we could have crossed genres. I don't think we would have crossed genres. Although I was a big fan of Marilyn Manson. Boom, and, done. Uh, Marilyn Manson and Nine Inch Nails with a yes. crossover. Yes, see, we could have been best friends. Could have been. Yeah, Slipknot as well a little bit. See, we're reminiscing about our past, which is a whole thing about what train spotting two is. is really about. Anyway, so uh, I it really and I think I think um, it really is a great, you know, like Fight Club, it takes the and again, I do. I don't think your analogy kind of holds up because Fight Club is a different. I understand. Is a different, I, I, I was I yeah, was of course, sort course. of reaching to go no, for no, no. feeling more than fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like Fight Club, it channels that anger and that nihilism and it seems to do and what's remarkable is it does it through a studio built film these are these are highly polished well executed crafted by people who know cinema who have excellent um understanding of technique and the synergy between image and sound and i say i say I, i know that seems perfunctory and like every film is the synergy between image and sound but danny boyle in particular is i don't a, think it's perfunctory i really don't danny uh, boyle in particular is a guy who knows how to put music in a movie and and i think there's something beautiful and unique in the way that he puts movies together that that very few people can do and in fact if it's almost the case with danny boyle this is this weird thing with him that I've never been able to understand is that I think if you gave another filmmaker, the exact same images and the exact same sound, the exact, the exact same soundtrack, Mm -hmm. if they put it together, it would come off as cheesy and terrible. But when he does it for some reason, like when he does born slippy at the end of train spotting, where I kind of remember the track, I think it was a um, cigar Ross track at the end of uh, 127 hours. Mm -hmm. When he does that, it's it's beautiful it's electrifying it gets me up out of my seat it's it really energizes me in a gets way the people going gets the people going um but but it, i don't you know like i don't think there's something about the way he does it that makes it feel sincere whereas if somebody else did born slippy at the end of their movie as like a final montage probably nine times out of 10, I think it would feel insincere and feel like they're just trying to like uh, build something up. Whereas I think in his world, the synergy between the song or, you know, the music and the image is so succinct that they have to coexist together. Like, I don't think, I don't think he is in the edit and going, what's a song that would work for this. He had the songs picked before he, it feels like it at least, you know, like I, you know, it feels like shot for the songs. Yeah. And it feels like the song and the image, or he got, 
real lucky all the time, but I don't all think the that's time the case. in every movie yeah. he makes. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Uh, no, it, it, I, it's funny because you said how that statement, your original one about the the marriage of of visuals and sound, is perfunctory. It's absolutely not. I mean, and if I know we're just for this example, we're talking about just music. I obviously other sound yeah. that has a big part too. But like, if you want to see a master class in how not to do this, go watch Suicide Squad. Right. Like you know, but yeah, like exactly. Ex- that's an exact example. That is what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, it's it's he's. A, He's excellent at having that. Some people, some people in, in your life, and I'm not even just talking about like artists that we respect or things like that, but like we all have that one friend that's like the music friend. Right. Who knows music? Who knows music and also knows how to read a room. Like if there's a party or something and know exactly what song to play for what thing or if you're in a car ride, depending on the moods, what sort of thing. And Danny Boyle is that friend for people at the movies <laughs> he's gotcha. that guy who just knows the perfect song to play to accentuate whatever he's doing so are you a big fan of dj danny boyle i am uh, <laughs> i am a big fan of dj danny boyle because i mean that's basically what he's doing but the sincerity behind this is is a hundred percent real because there are fake there are fake people like the one i just described too the that like think that movie. they know how to do it and they don't i don't know it just i really do respect him for that and i think he's he's one of the if not the best sort of uh working filmmaker today to work with music that's why I, that's why i do consider train spotting kind of in the vein with goodfellas because the other person who's really good at that is mm-hmm. martin scorsese um so i i kind of I, I i put them in the same category even though danny boyle is a lot younger and has made fewer films but i think there's a there's a certain energy to what danny boyle does that that reminds me of the the punk rock scorsese um sure so i'm just gonna go through the the films that i love of danny boyles i absolutely just i just think these are okay i you know uh guillermo del toro was on twitter this week and he described zodiac david finch's zodiac as a one sock movie and what he was meaning there was that if you're getting dressed and the tv is on and zodiac is on tv you will stop what you're doing and just watch the rest of the movie. And he was like, for him, he'll be halfway through putting on his socks. Zodiac will be on and that's it. He's not going to finish putting on his socks. So for me, the one sock movies for Danny Boyle are Shallow Grave, Train Spotting, 127 Hours, and Steve Jobs. I think really those, Steve Jobs. I really, I really, really loved Steve Jobs. It, I know it, it, it works in the same zone as the Social Network in terms of like it's not accurate. It feels entirely. I don't theatrical, care about that, but yeah, but it really worked for me. I think it was a, like a really good distillation to be, of of like an i an idea of what Steve Jobs was. I saw it, and to be honest, I can't. I didn't like it or hate it. I can't even tell you. Right. Anything like I was just like it. I I know I saw it. I yeah. It just to me it worked like like a great piece of music. You know, like it was a great piece of music that I just I thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish. And as I walked out, I was elated by that movie. I just felt it really worked. I uh, I quite like Sunshine. Uh, I think it kind of blows the third act a little bit, but the first act is so good. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, I'm a big fan of 28 Days Later, um, although, again, I'm also not the fan of the the third act of that. The first act is so strong, though. Slumdog Millionaire, his big Oscar winner, the one that won Best Picture, the one that really, like... I like it. I like it. I don't love it. uh, I've watched it once. (laughs) It's got a fantastic trailer. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it introduced the world to Dev Patel mm-hmm. and uh, uh, killing it in Lion. Yeah, killing and, it. 
And um, but I, I yeah, I don't love that movie. A Lifeless Ordinary is a movie I really like, uh, but I agree is not a great movie. The Beach, the Leonardo DiCaprio film. Uh, I like a lot. I haven't seen Millions. I haven't seen Trance. I haven't seen his Frankenstein. He also, did you see his 2012 London Olympics orchestration of the opening sequence? No. Pretty phenomenal. Nice. Pretty great. Pretty great. Uh, he's, he's also like, I've listened to a lot of his commentaries. He's this like dude that you're like, I really kind of want to hang out with you. Like he seems like, uh, a really positive, uplifting, fun guy to hang out with. And what's cool about that is his film's, Aren't uh, aren't <laughs> well, it, you know, like the, you've met those kinds of people who are like just super positive and happy all the time, and you're kind of like, yeah, but where's the darkness in your world? Mm -hmm. And there's the darkness in Danny Boyle's world, and I think you know, like I think that's cool about him. Anyway, but having said all that positive stuff about um, about Danny Boyle about Train Spotting. We're not uh, talking about that. We're not talking about that. And we're talking about a film that is currently uh, in theaters in 2017 theaters and ranking 78% on Rotten Tomatoes very favorably. Every review I've read of this film is really positive. Sure. Uh, hey, do you want to hear what it's about? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what it's about. Okay. IMDb says after 20 years abroad, Mark Renton returns to Scotland and reunites with his old friends, Sick Boy, Spud, and Bigby. 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 Uh, that, I, I, that is true. That That's is true. a, that is an ostensibly true statement. Again, and, and critics that I really admire and, and, you know, will, will read their reviews have been really positive on this film. I am. Why are they positive on it though? They're positive on it because I, well, I don't know. Are you positive on this film? Oh, am I? Okay. Well, look, let me, <laughs> let me say, let me say a few things here. Uh, one is I am. I, I don't think this film damages the train spotting train spotting as a, as a first film. Like it doesn't do anything that makes you go, Oh, that was just a one-off. That was great. And now it it's doesn't mortal combat annihilation itself. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. But on the other side of it, I don't think this film adds enough to warrant its existence. Like I think train spotting one ends on such a perfect note that that and this film basically explores the you know the 20 year aftermath of that note and i'm like and i get to the end of it and i don't feel any richer for having been through that experience i don't feel that the film really takes what we've learned in train spotting one and gives us something new or even expands it in a meaningful way um i do really believe that that in this case uh, they should have left well enough alone with train spotting or really had something amazing to come back to. I, this is the case where I think I wish this wasn't a train spotting movie. I wish this was four new characters, you know, like who were reflecting back on a past. Well, that just sounds like you want a different movie. I mean, cause that this entire movie is what I mean by that is, you know, Danny Boyle still does a bang up job of directing this. Sure. I still had moments that I really enjoyed in this. I just think as part of the mythos of the train spotting universe, it doesn't really do anything for me. Well, here's the thing. Before this movie, there wasn't a train spotting universe. There was one film yeah. and now it has two. And I don't know what it takes to become a franchise per se. I, 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 I'm, I regret saying the word universe because I know you immediately associate it with that. What I mean by universe is that there was this, 
movie I saw with these great characters sure. that lived in this place, time and place, and now we're revisiting them. And I don't think. But what, what I'm saying is, now is it a franchise? I, even if they don't continue it, is it what I don't. I don't. I'm literally asking. I'm not because no. I, two I films. don't think. I, and I don't think this. This they were making this film for the sake of franchising. This doesn't feel like an exercise in like. Let's but is expand. it franchising? This is what I'm saying. I, I know they're not. But yeah. but what I would what I would say before I give my sort of thoughts on it is that this film, all it is, yeah, a hundred percent. And I've never had a problem with this, and I know you kind of do on occasion. Okay, it's a victory lap. It's it, that's what it is. Right. The, it, you're absolutely right. It doesn't offer you anything new. It shows you all of your favorite scenes, either in literal flashbacks in, yeah. or setting you up to get the characters in very similar situations. Yeah. Um, and you, it's made for you to be like, oh, my God, I remember. I love that. Like it just it's 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 feeding on your nostalgia. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've never had a problem with it. I know sometimes you do. Also, the movie itself is made very well. However, I will say, and we're going to start getting into spoilers, but the first, the first third of the film, right, did not grab me at all. Right. So this I is the thought, arrival of Renton back into. I Edinburgh. was just like, why? Why was this made? Right. And and then eventually it got fun enough where I didn't care anymore. Right. But it's not going to be something that I sort of think about after the fact. It's literally like he does the speech I did in the beginning. He modifies it for proper times. He ha- they go through all this stuff that they've did before. Uh, I feel like the drug use for for Ewan McGregor's character was perfunctory as fuck. Yeah, it didn't really make a uh, lot of sense. There was also the things that they reserved for drug use, like the effects he used in Trainspotting 1. Yeah. Uh, that were normally reserved for when they were high. Yeah. Uh, just happened in this one when they weren't high. Right. Like the soccer thing where they're sliding and like, yeah. and I get that they're trying to show the feeling of friendship and whatever in that particular moment, but it it kind of broke one of its rules in that for the sake of being cool. Right. And I, I, I didn't like it when it did that. However, I am a sucker for character. These are characters that have obviously lived with Danny Boyle for 20 years. Yeah. And it was him being like, you know what? I want to go back and revisit this. I don't care if it's necessary or not. Yeah, and that's and that's what I mean when I say I don't think this is an exercise in franchise building. I mean, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be out there trying to build a franchise, train spotting is probably not the first thing you might think of in order to make no, funny. Particularly, I don't think he particularly is. Danny Boyle, you know, who's made films like Sunshine and you know, Twenty Eight Days. But that's later. what I'm saying. I'm just wondering. I actually I should look up what the definition of franchise is. Right. Well, I think I think we should say it in respect to what franchising is in terms of what a producer might think of a franchise, you know, like a franchise seems to be something that you could build into perpetuity. And this doesn't feel like it was done for that sake. This feels more like it was done as a, we want to revisit these characters and see where they're at. And I think that's a, that, that is uh, of great intention. And I think it's well, it's a, it's a really good idea. I mean, you know, look, the, one of the best case studies of this is a, is a trilogy I just saw recently, the Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, mm-hmm. Before Midnight trilogy, where they literally pick up on these characters every 10 years. And every 10, every 10 years, it's a profound transformation, and it changes what we know about them the, the last time we saw them. I don't feel like at the end of Trainspotting, I, I don't feel like there's a profound transformation. Now I don't think there needs to be like, cause part of, part of what this film is, is talking about how some people just don't change, you know, like, I mean, I, that's the whole thing. None of them really did. Yeah. But that's, I don't think that the film really deals with that as a thematic issue. And also secondly, the, to me, so, you know, like, here's the thing. 
the film really it, it does flashback in in one of two ways. One one way is it'll literally have almost like this acid trip, you know, hallucination where they'll be scenes running down. from the first film. Yeah, and like you know, there's a scene where uh, Spud is walking down the street and he's obviously withdrawing from heroin, and and there'll be like a you know he'll see characters running through the scene that look just like him and Renton did when they were younger, and it's the same scene playing over again. So it's got this sort of like this sort of uh, visual echo in real time, which I think is really powerful and really cool. There's another one where uh, uh, Bigby is reading about reading a story that Spud wrote that, you know, he walks into this room and we see it kind of playing on the wall and as a projector and it's beautiful. It's really, really well done. But the most powerful scenes that happen in train spotting are only dealt with in T2 train spotting as a, as an aside. And, and as uh, a, hey, you remember this. Yeah, hey, you remember this. And I, the, look, the, the, the point at which train spot, when shit got real in train spotting, mm-hmm. is two scenes. One, one is when. Spoilers for train spotting. Tra- spoilers for train spotting. But one was when Sick Boy's kid dies. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone remembers the image of um, Renton in withdrawal seeing a, a baby crawling across the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and then seeing there's, there's like an image of a dead baby. In, oh, yeah. It hangs. It hangs. And it's, a, it's, it's an incredible thing. But I don't feel like that moment is a big thing for sick boy or Renton in this movie. It feels like they, they mention it once. They, they mention it and they kind of move on the, the biggest thing that they're most upset about is the fact that Renton stole the, uh, their six, shares. Yeah. yeah. 16,000 pounds from them. You know, uh, side note, 16,000 pounds doesn't seem like a lot to like, hold on to. No, also just, side note, technically he only stole 12 if they were going to split it four if, ways, but that's just for by the by. Yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't know that they gave Spud the four thousand. No, I know, but no, but it, it, he would have gotten a, sh- a share. He would have gotten a fourth. Therefore, out of he stole twelve from all three of them. But he stole the whole amount. I understand. Yeah. Um, so it, it's strange to me that the the biggest consequences of T one train spotting. Oh god! Uh, See, now we have to call it that because it's a franchise. It's it's not a franchise. Um, There's two of them. Is is not as you know, like isn't dealt with in in deeper terms here. Um, that said, again, I did enjoy that that uh, Danny Boyle and his writer was, were trying to like navigate this this idea in an interesting way. They were trying to like go back to this world in in the least obvious ways. Um, I, I would say in the most obvious ways, really? but again, this is, this is the interesting thing about the discussion of this film Yeah, because it's Danny Boyle. Yeah. He can do this lesser directors going back to their well of their hit yeah. would, would be a nightmare and would be awful. And I would be like, fuck you for doing this. You're literally doing it. But this is a talented man who really likes a thing. And he's like, you know what? I want to do that thing again because I want to, but I don't think he's doing it again. I think he's doing it's visiting something the characters with- again. Do you, you understand? What I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying he's doing the same film again. I'm yeah. saying, but it, cause it can't, it, it's just it, 20 years will change you as a person, filmmaker, viewer, yeah. everything. I'm just saying who was asking for a train spotting too? People who read Irvin Welsh. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> and so, and so, so not, all t- not, a, a, not as many people as that saw Train Spotting won the film. That's an interesting thing. You know, like the only people I could recommend this film to are, 
uh, aren't completionists even... of the train spotting universe, the train spotting cinematic You've universe. You've been reading my notes clearly. The, the t- You've been stealing the TCU. <laughs> that's funny because you've been stealing my. <laughs> you've gone through my notes and stolen my words, but that's fine. No, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with myself because I said it. But um, you I didn't say train spotting cinematic universe. No, did you? no, I didn't say train spotting cinematic universe. But I, but I would say completionists in the trains, people who, who, who love train spotting and just want to see the other thing that they did. I wouldn't even recommend it to people who aren't completionists who don't who who really liked train spotting. Like I would say to those people, you know, people who really loved it but weren't asking for a sequel. I would say to those people, you know what? Don't, 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 you don't, you're not going to miss anything if you see that. I would ask, I would ask them before they go to see this movie. Right. Why do you love train spotting? And if they, depending on their answer, maybe it's, oh, it was, it's a trippy experience and I remember it and da, 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 and like the characters are cool and like whatever. I'd be like, yeah, go see this. Right. But if it was like, oh, it, it, I, I spoke to me so deeply and it changed my life and it changed the way I thought about relationships and like Mm -hmm. poisonous people and blah, 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 blah. Then I'd be like, ah. Uh, don't go see this movie right but because it, <sighs> it's kind of like you know like uh, when they made a sequel to 2001 you know 2010 the year we made contact did you ever see that no which goes to explain what the obelisk is and what and it, it's it's a it's a it's actually you, here's the thing about 2010 the year we made contact <sighs> uh is it's not a terrible movie like it's not the most awful thing you'll ever see you're in your selling life. it great but it's like there's no reason for it to exist. It doesn't do anything other than like take this sort of hitty sci-fi acid trip of a movie and bring it back down to earth. And I feel like what trains T2 does is it takes this hitty acid trip of a movie and brings it back down to earth. And I don't think we need to do that. I don't think it it actually adds in. And you know how I said earlier that I wish that these were four characters, four different characters that were, you know, reliving an experience that we hadn't seen. Another example of that, that I think, well, you want this to change it like to be a season of kids (laughs) where the characters go away and it's new characters, but it's the same show. Yeah, Kind of in a way. And the other example I was thinking of is like, you know, casino is, uh, uh, a follow-up to Goodfellas in that it, it brings back the same team together, but it's an entirely different film and it recaptures something that that the, the original film does but gives us something new as well. Okay. I kind of wanted, you know, Danny Boyle to do something new with these characters. And unfortunately, because it's it 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 dips so far into the well of train spotting, it it feels unnecessary. Now, he does a really good job of it, and it's not like it's unintentional. Like it's not like he He's like floundering and he doesn't know what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, you know, he's specifically going, and the film, the line that I said at the beginning, this, you're a tourist in your own youth, is really a key line for this film. It's basically, should we spend time dwelling on the things of our youth? And that's so weird to me. I was going to save this for the end, but we brought it up, so let's go. Yeah. Uh, this whole movie is about how you shouldn't look back yeah. and you shouldn't dwell in your past. And yet, yet Danny Boyle, Boyle is doing that. Yeah. And I think, and, 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 and so, and I've been trying, I've been going back and forth. It's mm-hmm. been rotating in my head. Is this on purpose? Is it a statement or di- is that sort of, is he, did he just love it so much? and just wanted to do it because he's good at doing it. And that he didn't quite get that. Even though that was the theme, he's doing the thing. He's having his film tell you not to do. I think he's too smart a filmmaker not to realize that. And I think the film is about, you know, like making the step from your past, you know, because like, these characters are basically getting to revisit their past. You know, Renton is coming back to Edinburgh for the first time in 20 years after having- He was st- in Amsterdam. Uh, yeah, after having stolen that money. But 
um, I don't think it says anything profound than anything more profound than if you just thought about that sentence for 10 seconds. Like if you just thought about that sentence for 10 seconds, should I be a tourist in my own youth or should I think about the future? And you know, like you might have a permutation in your brain about I should take lessons from the past, but I should apply them to move on in the future. That's really what the film is saying. Sure. But it's, it's also, it's also a film that's doing the exact thing. It's telling you not to do. I don't think it's telling you not to do that. I think it's kind of just, it's, it's waiting in the waters of should you, shouldn't you? And what's the value of it? Cause I think these, okay, but even, okay, sure. Yeah. Even if that's the case, I, yeah. I do think it's telling you not to, which I, but say it's not say right. it's, it's asking it's the question. Not to. I think it's I everything think- the characters do, everything that they're doing. That's it's sort of that based on their past stuff. Yeah. Gets them into more shit. That to me says you shouldn't do this because nothing that no focus from their past with maybe the exception of um I would of um uh uh not sick boy I'm blanking on um the Renton Spud Spud Bagby. thank you Spud's sort of uh arc of and again we're in spoilers now yeah. but it basically the idea of writing down all his stories and like maybe you know that that ends up a character takes it and like tries to publish it and like yeah. sells it and then he gives it to his estranged wife and son uh but like that that's reaching back and turning a frown upside down in a certain way but other than that very minor sort of plot note this entire thing is about look if you live in your past you will never move forward and it's just gonna be bullshit but but there's a moment at the end where uh renton gets back into his room the same set that we saw in the original film and plays iggy pop's lust for life sure and and it's a moment of celebration it's a moment of like enjoying the thing that you know it's enjoying the past so i think to me the film is 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 waiting in that water but i agree i don't think it's saying anything profound about that other than maybe what we've already established in like you know a few minutes of having this conversation he's literally just stuck though like nothing has changed literally in 20 years his entire life and i look mm. i'll be the first to tell you that i think that the human beings as a as a as a thing are these little blips of nothingness that eventually mean absolutely garbage nothing like right. it, it that's just my sort of mentality and i think there's something incredibly freeing about that but right. throwing it back to good old joss whedon line from angel if nothing we do matters then all that matters is what we do there's a whole psychological sort of uh didn't batman say that as well it's not it's not nope. what you no that's not who i am underneath it's what i do that defines me it's a little bit different i think joss whedon did it better uh, also going to be directing batgirl very excited we're not going to talk about that right now good um but i think that this uh this sort of how do i put it uh this doesn't the, the last scene we're talking about right yeah. uh it, it, he's literally where we met him in the beginning and nothing he's done. I mean, not the very beginning, but you understand what I'm saying. We're going back 20 years. He's had a whole 20 years of a failed marriage and some bullshit. Yeah. And then he got back with his, with his quote friends and like nothing he did in the first movie really like, like really sort of like changed him enough. And now we're back to square one. So like it, it unless you're looking for sort of a nihilist message. Yeah. Um, it's just sort of, it's just yeah. Look, I don't I don't disagree in terms of like what the consequence of that of 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 you know where Renton is. I just think that the film is kind of asking that question and not coming up with anything. I think particular. it might be asking that question, but giving you very very specific sort of like it's almost like hey Shahir, what's two plus two? It, it just just a hint. It's one less than five. Like it's that very like I'm yeah. asking you the question, 
but I'm giving you every possible way to know what I consider the correct answer. Even you said that Spud story, which is basically he needs to find a new way to channel his addiction and he does it by writing writing down the stories of his past and that's actually powerful for him. Seems to me like, uh, you know, like it muddies the water of like saying don't look at your past. But he doesn't really change as a person either. Yes, he does that and he gives a thing. He does change as a person. No, no, listen, because the reason that he eventually gives it to Vanessa, Veronica, 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 um, also, uh, you and McGregor sleeping with a younger woman again. Like it just felt like, again, greatest hit sort of thing going yeah. down the line. But Veronica is one of the characters in the film, younger woman who is a uh, sick boy's girlfriend at first. And then slash obviously prostitute. Yes. Yeah, prostitute. Ma- Madam. Veronica. Madam. Uh, so uh, Spud and her sort of get this weird team up. because She wanted to read his stories. She wants to publish them. Uh, I don't think she wants to publish it. She just says she wants to read them. But no, she goes and publishes them or she tries to publish them. Doesn't she? Oh, no, I'm getting it mixed up because the end of the film. Sorry. The end of the film. So maybe my point even makes more sense now that I'm talking about it. That she, that Veronica, basically steals a grant that they got to open yep. a, a brothel, even though it wasn't a brothel. What they yeah. applied to open. Um, she has sick boy. Or I'm sorry. She has Spud, Spud, who's an excellent um, forger. Yeah, uh, here. Uh, which I don't remember forger. that from the big, from the first film. It was it's just not sort in of the like, first film, but it's mentioned in this film. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, he has a new skill. Yeah. Um, she basically steals a hundred thousand pounds from them. Yeah. Um, and then sends uh, Spud's cut because Spud helps her to uh, his wife. To his wife. Now yeah. Spud didn't want the money himself because he knows he's a junkie and he's never going to change and he would just spend it on heroin. Yeah. Whereas he was, so I, again, it's not, he's not changing. He is, you don't think spud is changing. Not really. Really? You because think, if he was changing, the, the he would have felt when he was, when he was trying to commit suicide and he now has a reason to live. You don't think he's changing. He doesn't have a reason to live. He doesn't have a reason to live. He literally set up his wife and kid. Now he could die. Like, I'm not, 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 that's not, not, now that's not, <laughs> that's not what the film is saying. Yeah. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that Spud still is in the same spot. He hasn't really done any, like he's, he knows the fact that if he has he hasn't money. He found a new way to channel his addiction. He hasn't helped someone get out of the place that they're in. He hasn't transformed. You, you don't think he's but done all he those things. Was he's starting, always, but he's always done that. He's always been suicide. helpful. He's always tried to help his friends or people that he's been close with. He saw in train spotting one when Ewan McGregor was leaving and he didn't say anything. He's always helping people that he cares about. That's not a new thing for him, but he also is not changing himself. He has not found a way to channel his addiction enough where he could take money and know that he will not spend it on heroin. He's literally doing, he's doing all the things he's always done because he is ostensibly he's an addict but he's also a good person but you don't think that he's transformed through the course of this movie i don't really i because i'm seeing the character traits the selflessness slash addict that he's been forever the guy that wanted to commit suicide at the beginning because he felt that his family didn't respect him you know and he understood why and at the end of the film he's in front of his family showing them the stories that he's told and you know like and presenting himself to his family again. You don't think that that is a change. It was such. I, I can I can understand if it's not a powerful change, but I, the fact that you're saying that it's well, then not maybe a change maybe it's not a powerful enough a change because the thing about and this is this is the danger of going back and jumping a twenty year span. Right. So there's let's say there's a change. Okay. Yeah. It's it's not presented enough in the film where it's like because it, it's not a central theme for him at all. Like he's just sort of like he's one of four, and I understand you're splitting it up and because it, it's a it's an ensemble piece. His change, quote unquote, is just sort of uh, a, a footnote. You see a scene and blah, blah, blah. But his entire arc over the course of these 20 years from between two films has been 
He's an addict and he always falls back down. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything other than the fact that Ewan McGregor went running with him once and told him to channel it. Then he wrote. Then he fell into some money because he screwed over his friends again. Or he didn't. I mean, he, he newly screwed over his I, friends. I think that that is he has profoundly changed by the end of this movie. And I I mean, I think what you're saying is that you don't think he's going to maintain it. And that's the question for a third the films. Movie. The films have set up more of a precedent for him, a stronger precedent than the two or three scenes near the end of the movie show us change. I think what you're saying is, is it didn't the change didn't feel strong enough to you. You feel like he's just going to relapse. Whereas I felt that the, what the film was saying was that this is his transformation. Right. Henceforth, this sure. is why then, the film yes. ends. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's one point about this um, that, that I think I want to touch on, which is that I actually did feel that this film, if you were going to go back into this, well, sure. the main characters should have been Spud and Bigby. Like I feel like uh, sick boy and, and Renton's stories as, although they're it's about kind of, childhood friendship is, is fairly uninteresting, especially. And, and the weird thing is, especially Renton, who is the main character. They from, had to make you and McGregor the main, main character, character because he's the biggest star. But his story in this film is the is, lamest is profoundly uninteresting. And it's the most similar to the original. I get, although I know, I, I feel like it's even it's because in the, what made the original powerful was the, the choice that Renton makes at the end of that movie to to fuck over his friends. He basically makes a choice. And he was going to make the same choice again had Spud not intervened. Yeah, I guess possibly. But his But he his, goes he does the tracks. He go you know, the stuff know, with his I, parents or his father. Yeah. Uh the stuff with uh Veronica basically being the placeholder for uh the girl Diane, Diane who, we, who we see who, who we see which I th- that to me was a nice she's a lawyer now. She was giving uh Sick Boy I believe some advice because he got caught blackmailing someone because <laughs> yeah. uh uh, Veronica was using a strap on on a senator or something. I don't know. No, on a, a school pr- uh, principal. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, it just it, it's it's profoundly uninteresting, and and it's a, it, it's almost the case of um, you know when we talked about life last week, the the movie Life, where I felt like a B character should have been the A character, and I felt like I felt I, I kind of the the reason why I. I disagree with you in that I think that this film offers Spud a redemptive note that is interesting and and that's what it's trying to do. But I agree with you that it is not that powerful because Spud should have been the main character. And I think Spud and Big B's stories, Big B's story in particular, even though the the third act of the movie kind of casts him as uh, almost an, an omnipotent villain, you know, like the the sort of angry guy that 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 sure. is that is pure evil. His middle through line story where he's having to deal with like coming back and seeing his son and his son is not really cut out for the life that he's going to, that he wanted him to live is mildly interesting and, but his and, character, and way more interesting than sick boys and Renton's story. Yeah. Like Bigby, uh, Bigby's character felt the most uneven to me. Right. Uh, because his storyline, oddly enough, and I don't have a problem with this per se. I just think it might've been able to be done more aptly had nothing to do with any of the other three for a long time. Yeah. You were kind of waiting. Like basically the movie is setting up this, this, uh, four way meetup. Yeah. And, and then, and one of them doesn't happen towards the end. And the reason it happens is really just, it's literally because he bumps into him at a pub. 
You know what yeah, I mean? It was very convenient. It was a cool scene. Them in the bathroom, and they uh, he drops a big we drops Viagra pills, and then uh, he they gives them hear back voices, and then we, we and they do the slow like creep over the top of it. And then there's a nice chase scene and whatever. But like, it doesn't. Yeah, I agree. And and this is actually the reason why I don't think the film really offers anything and i it's weird to me that the film is being reviewed so highly it's like, a victory lap people that love this will find meaning in it i feel based on the meaning of the first film right and and, and again it's not made poorly t2 is not made poorly not at all uh but there there is there's something to be said for I mean, this is, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying to the point when I, we, I kind of turned it into the kids analogy where you're like, you want to see maybe the same actors, but like different characters just in a Danny Boyle yeah. movie. I, I would rather Danny Boyle made a new movie. I would rather, and I don't need these actors. These actors are great, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, I just rather see a new Danny Boyle but movie. But you know, the other side of this is, again, the dude has made a lot of movies. And he and has the right to do, like, there's yeah. not many people I would be like, yes, 100%, I'm I'm on board. He's never, he's never ever gone back. You could argue that A Lifeless Ordinary is the American, an American train spotting in some kind-ish, not really, but ish. But he's never really he hasn't really repeated himself to no, this no, point. No. And and many and, and it's funny because we're being like as if we're judge, jury, and executioner. This is literally just our opinions of this man and his career. Wait, you're, uh, you're saying we're not like like Danny Boyle isn't listening to this and going, fuck, Shahir was so uh, right. I shouldn't make Danny, another movie. Yeah. email us in onlymoviepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We'll talk more. Yeah. Uh no, I'm saying and this is I think one of the best compliments I can give a filmmaker. He has earned this. Uh, from 10 <laughs> 10 times over for he has earned the level of like i'm yes. gonna go back to the well yeah. yeah and he can he can do this victory lap because it's something he loves and at the end of the day sometimes artists just want to make stuff that they love and it you know what it's okay that it's not the shining beacon that's going to 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 sit and stay with a, a group of people or as many people as say the first one did yeah it's totally fine because he is a he is a a, a master at his craft outside of the fact he's going back to a well that he made. It's, it's like, weird. You know, I think maybe the way to describe it is he made this film for him. Yeah. He made it completely for himself. Yeah. And, and that, and like for most people that would be indulgent for him. It's not because he's such an agrarious, you know, he's if such only a, there was another large profile film that felt indulgent from a prolific filmmaker. Wait, what do you think of? I'm not saying it. No, say it. <laughs> Wait, what are you thinking of? Wait, what are you thinking of? Come on, give it. It came out this year. Wait, what? Are we Big doing? filmmaker. Big filmmaker. Wait, not indulgent project. Not, not the one we haven't reviewed. Oh, right? the one we haven't reviewed. Oh, really? <laughs> think about think, it. I don't think that's. Think an about it, but don't think about it. But think about it. But I'm, don't think about no, it. No, no, that's not an indulgent project. I think it is. It's ten <laughs> years. It's it's and it's super personal. Yeah, but, again, but it doesn't again, feel indulgent to me. It just earned, feels like, very earned, but not as enjoyable to watch. <laughs> for Mysteries. Those, uh, actually, I wonder if we should not say it. We just, shouldn't say it. Write it, us in. See if you know what we're talking about. Yeah, big filmmaker made a film this year that didn't go over that well, and um, it. Uh, we should we should review. I, I still feel we should review that movie at some point. But if you can guess what it is. Yeah, uh, you should write us in at onlymoviepodcast. I already said that. 
Or, or hit us up on Twitter. At only now you're pod. literally doing my greatest hits. Yeah, We're I'm, now revisiting your greatest hits. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> you wrote my notes. Come on. You, uh, re- you go through my notes every week. This is the first week that I haven't done notes and you did notes in probably like 15 but weeks. I never plagiarize your notes. I didn't plagiarize you. I said something different to the effect of what you were saying. <laughs> right. Okay. That, okay. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that. Okay, from now on, let's keep tabs about who does notes. Okay, let's see who did the homework this time. <laughs> Just like we're going to let Danny Boy. We're going to let Danny. We're, Danny, we're going to let you. Danny, you can have this one. Listen, and, Only Movie Podcast is okay. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And and not only are we letting you do this, uh, I'm I'm weirdly applauding it because, again, it's, it's, it's hard. I think it's hard to go back and do and make something in a world that is so beloved even outside of yourself and still make it enjoyable again i don't think it's seminal i don't think you need to i guess we're kind of getting into final thoughts yeah uh i don't think you need to see it to 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 you just don't need to see it but if it's something that like you think that there's an interest in and you you go in knowing that you're not going to have the experience of the first film and you love danny boyle and you want to vote with your dollars yeah Go see this movie. I mean, it's also, I mean, I do think that the, um, I do want to go back to the notion of it's interesting that a movie that gives its characters shit for living in the past, uh, really only shines when it does the same thing. Right. Uh, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fun victory lap for a man who has more than earned it. Yeah. I, it's a, it's a thing that I think I was saying, which is that, uh, if you like Danny Boyle, and you know, like me, I I'm sad that there's the, there are two Danny Boyle films that I didn't see in the theater, uh, Trance and Millions. But I heard they weren't that great. And but I, you know, I still, yeah, like you say, would vote with my dollars sure. for Danny Boyle. You know, like you anything. could probably just send him like thirty bucks. Yeah, I just because yeah, yeah. you haven't seen them, just to be a completionist, you could send him thirty bucks and, and be say, like, hey, I didn't see these movies in the in the theater, but I would have. Yeah. Also, maybe I should deduct or add on the fact that I had a pirated VHS copy of Train Spotting that I watched many, many times. Like. Do I have to add interest to that or uh, see? What, yeah, well, yeah. And now that this? we know Danny Boyle is listening, he's <laughs> going to come for you. <laughs> uh, Gonna yeah, get that sweet, sweet, sweet VHS money. Yeah, that sweet Shahir VHS. Did you tape it off of a off yeah, a TV? Yeah, taped it off TV. And so what? how could you even enjoy it? Have you seen Train Spotting? What do you mean? Well, like, because if it's a TV version, all the like a ton of the stuff's going to be cut out and changed. No, no, but I typed it. We had uh, pay-per-view, so it was oh, like a cable TV. okay. You know? I was like, has Shahir only seen a censored version <laughs> of Trace Funny? He's like, I love it. Yeah, every time they're doing heroin, like they're doing... Uh, heroin, it's ice cream. Yeah, they yeah. use the ET technology where they replace the guns with walkie-talkies. Yeah, and they never snorted it. Like, they never injected it into their bodies. They just threw no. it up into the air. It was into the air, and it was, like, it was like um, color runs. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Um, yeah, that's the only version of train spotting I've ever seen. No, um, I, 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 yeah, look, I, I, I do only think this film is applicable to completionists, Danny Boyle or train spotting, you know, completionists, either of those two factors. Mm -hmm. And I think I've read, uh, Irvin Welsh's novel porno because I was going to say I've read porno and uh, which is, would also be a true statement. Yeah. Only for the articles does Shahir ever look at a, at a porno, an Irvin Welsh novel only for the articles. Um, I read it a while back and I didn't love it. Love it. You know, like I think the movie still stands up as the, the seminal work of, uh, Renton, Spud, Big B and, and sick boy. Um, but you know, like if you if you're trying to choose between this and the Power Rangers movie, 
it's going to be this, you know, like to be fair, we haven't seen the, the Power, Power Rangers, Rangers movie. movie. Just putting that out there. I'm not saying I don't agree with you on principle, yeah. but <laughs> I, we got to put all the cards on the table. We got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, uh, but uh, what's, what does surprise me is that people are falling hit over heels for this movie mm-hmm. as, as something that adds to the mythos. Of it the doesn't train. surprise me. People, people vote nostalgia Wait, more than anything else. And, and, and I, I fall into this well just with different things. Right. I, I feel like I might have fallen into the well had this movie been uh, an important stepping stone in my cinematic career. Right. Had Trainspotting won. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, so I can totally see the trap. I just happen to not be affected by it. It's, you know, to me, the thing is, is like, I don't want to see Fight Club 2. Even though I know there's a there's a comic uh, novel, yeah. there's a graphic novel. I don't either. Yeah, I don't want you know, and I don't want to see Goodfellas Part Two. But a lot of people just want, and again, this <laughs> this movie is a perfect example of that a lot of people just want to feel the way they felt years ago. But you know, like there are, and of course there are interesting examples of sequels that are great. You know, like we're talking about Terminator Two or Godfather Part Two or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, like there are sequels to movies that do really amazing things. But this is just. This to me feels like it's treading water back into back into what we've seen before. And, you know, I just I don't I don't think there's much there to really grab hold of. Like if you know, here, here's an analogy. If in the future that a blue, you know, like a Blu-ray box set popped up, say train spotting one and two, now together for you know, now you can buy them as a package, I would probably still put that down and just go and buy train spotting. Yeah. Like, I don't feel the need to own this. I don't feel the need to, like, sure. have this. Let me ask you this. This is the last question I'll ask you before we before we wrap it up. Uh, would would you tape it off, off, of, the off of on the thing on the VHS? If I gave you my VCR, <laughs> yeah. would you hook it up or would you tape it off of HBO? Only if it was the fully censored version. Okay, so it has to be off of TBS. Very funny. Yeah, instead of a, instead of a strap on, there was kind of like um, it was a clown nose. Yeah, clown it was a big no- clown nose. <laughs> big clown nose, and they were, <laughs> and they were playing Twister. Yes, of course. <laughs> and that that would be the and they were fully clothed, mm-hmm. uh, and that would be the only reason I would uh, rewatch. Okay, Duly no, I, look, but. With all of that said, it's very, very well made. It's very, uh, it, it, it has all the visual and stylistic flourishes of what Danny Boyle is great at. And if you enjoy that, then yes, you should vote for your dollar and go see this film. Sure. But it's not, it really, to me, just left me feeling kind of blank about the experience. Like it, it didn't really contribute a lot to 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 me and and if and if you're a 50 50 on it i would say you're not missing out by not seeing it yeah all uh, right yeah well this has been the only podcast about t2 train spotting shahir when your favorite director isn't not butchering but not uh, shining with his one of your favorite properties where can folks find you i'll i'll take two pieces of umbrage with that one is not my favorite director and two i think the words you're looking for are trading water um, the people can find me at www.shahirdaud.com. That's S H A H I R D A U D. Uh, Matt, where can people take umbrage with you on the internet? When I'm not being corrected about my terminology <laughs> based around where you would be, you can find me <laughs> at uh, Emperor MSK on Twitter, Skeletor the number four P R E Z on Instagram, or Matthew Kroll. That's M A T T. Uh, H-E-W-K-R-O-L <laughs> dot com. I did almost forget <laughs> okay, how to spell my, my name. name. Uh, for all my life and works. Um, yeah, guys. Could, oh, what? 
What? What? What? Did you, did you, you say, what, what? What? Who? Did you say only movie what? podcast? Uh, did we say only podcast? Did we say only did we movie podcast? Say, say, hey guys, if you haven't <laughs> figured it out, we're the only podcast about movies. You can visit <laughs> onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. You can check out onlymoviepodcast.com for all of our other ones. This is episode 95. We are coming up. Oh, yes. We are coming up to our 100th episode. Please. And we're doing a, a little bit of a victory lap. <laughs> we're <laughs> indulging in a nostalgia. You know what? Because just like Danny Boyle, we earned it. We earned it. I mean, yeah, we're cal- we should talk more about when we get to episode 99 about this. We'll see if we make it. We'll see if we make it. But <laughs> if, you, if you're if enjoying the show, please write us in. Tell us what your favorite episodes are. We're doing a weird thing. This is, I'm going to just say it flat out. This is Matt's idea, not mine. Don't but- say what it is. I want to surprise people. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. We we'll, t- let's, we'll, we'll decide we later. We tweeted about it already. No, we said some things, but it's fine. The, the tweet's fine. Let's not keep talking about it. I feel like it. you and I are not in sync this episode. We're like, we're on two different train tracks. One is going one direction. One is kind of like at the intersection where you can like flip one way or the other. My train is from Back to the Future 3. Oh, and it flies? Yep. It flies. And does it does it still need plutonium? I can't uh, recall. Yes. Or does it run on garbage fumes? Uh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it runs on, on the spirit of love. See you next week. Bye, guys. Love you. <laughs> mean it.